RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. Health officials report more than 32,000 new COVID cases, a jump of about 5,000. The health secretary says people isolating at home will receive basic medical supplies and the government hires about 120 caregivers from the mainland to look after elderly COVID patients. Hong Kong has reported more than 32,000 new COVID cases, an increase of about 5,000 over yesterday's total. 13,000 were confirmed through PCR tests and the rest reported by people taking rapid antigen tests. All but three cases were locally acquired. Health officials also recorded 190 COVID-related deaths. Since the fifth wave began, 70% of the deceased were aged 80 or above. Dr Albert Al from the Centre for Health Protection urged people to be vigilant because the number of cases reported daily is still fairly high. In the last one week, there were about 30,000 cases per day in Hong Kong. So we did not observe an increase in trend. But however, the number of cases remained stagnant at a very high level. And that means that the community transmission and the activity is still very high. And we need to observe for maybe a few days or a week more to see if there is any turning point. Chief Executive Carrie Lam estimates that more than 300,000 people are currently undergoing quarantine and isolation at home. Speaking at her daily press conference on the pandemic, she said the government is trying to step up support for those isolating at home by delivering anti-epidemic supplies to them. I don't have a figure on the uh, number of people amongst this huge uh, population that has not received our support. But I would confess that because of the large numbers of people who need um, or who are in that situation, we might not be able to reach out to everyone. Uh, This is just because of a limitation in the capacity. Although we have been trying very, very hard uh, to make sure that we could provide some service. Health Secretary Sophia Chan says the government will provide painkillers and oximeters in anti-epidemic kits for people under home isolation starting from tomorrow. Wendy Wong with the details. The Health Secretary said the painkillers and oximeters will provide better support for those infected with COVID. She added that the hospital authority is planning to open six more designated clinics to treat COVID patients next week, bringing the total number of such clinics to 23. She also said the authority will launch an online platform allowing infected patients to report their symptoms and test results so we could provide them with better assistance. The government has locked down several residential blocks in Tunmun, Guntong and Wong Tai Sin after COVID was detected in sewage samples. Residents of Block 3 of Choining Garden as well as Oi Shun House and Oi Lai House at the Yao Oi Estate need to get tested. Li Yat House on the Shun Li Estate in Guntong and Lai Yun House at the Chuk Yun South Estate in Wong Tai Sin have also been sealed off. The operations are expected to finish at lunchtime tomorrow. Labour Secretary Law Chi Kwong says he hopes lawmakers will pass at high speed a bill that would make it illegal for employers to sack workers who take leave due to the government's COVID measures. Jimmy Choi reports. Writing on his blog, Mr Law said he would table proposed changes to the current labour laws at LESCO for the first and second reading this Wednesday. Under the proposed legislation, employees can take sick leave if they are subject to the government's COVID control measures, while bosses will be allowed to sack workers who, without sufficient medical reasons, refuse to get jabbed against COVID-19. 
Mr. Law added that with the current COVID outbreak and the introduction of the vaccine pass scheme, amending laws to clarify such labour disputes is now a priority. Mr. Law also said the government has hired around 120 caregivers from the mainland on temporary contracts to look after elderly COVID patients. Priscilla Ng with the story. Speaking in an interview with Xinhua, Mr. Law said the new hires are undergoing three days of training and will report for duty soon. But he said an extra one to two thousand workers are needed to take care of the elderly who are infected with COVID and have mild or no symptoms at holding centers, while an extra two to three thousand workers will have to be recruited to work at elderly care homes. Two, the weather forecast mainly fine, but there'll be coastal fog in the morning and again tomorrow night. Temperatures in the region: 21 to 28 degrees, with light to moderate easterly winds. The outlook: humid and foggy on Tuesday. Currently, the observatory: 23 degrees, humidity: 86 percent. You're listening to RTHK. The time's exactly five minutes past 11. The northern city of Jilin has been partially locked down as the mainland confirmed 1,938 new confirmed COVID-19 cases for Saturday, the highest figure in about two years. Erin Tam with the details. The National Health Commission said the northeastern province of Jilin reported 1,412 cases, accounting for nearly 80 percent of new local symptomatic cases, which stood at 1,807. The northern province of Shandong had 175, and Guangdong province reported 62. There were 131 imported cases. The number of new asymptomatic cases, which the mainland does not classify as confirmed cases, was 1,455, up from 1,173 a day earlier. There were no new deaths, leaving the death toll at 4,636. As of March 12th, mainland China had confirmed 115,466 cases. Meanwhile, mainland health officials have said Jilin City has been partially locked down, with hundreds of neighborhoods sealed up, while nearby Yanji, an urban area of nearly 700,000 bordering North Korea, was fully closed off. An official with the Jilin Provincial Health Commission, Zhang Yan, told a press conference the outbreak reflects that the spread of the Omicron variant is hidden, highly contagious, rapid, and difficult to detect in the early stages. Turning overseas, at least 35 people have been killed in Russian missile strikes on a Ukrainian military base close to the border with Poland. The local governor said more than a hundred others were wounded in the attack on the facility at Yavoriv. Media reports suggest it's been used for training for foreign fighters and as a hub for weapons shipments. The BBC's Yalda Hakim has more details from nearby Lviv. Just to give you a sense of Yavoriv, it is a military training base where NATO forces were training Ukrainian forces. It is 25 kilometers from the Polish border. Russian Defense Ministry just a few days ago said that. These are legitimate targets. Any weapons flowing over the border from Poland would be a legitimate target that is contributing to the war here to assist the Ukrainian forces. So we were, you know, surprised, frankly, that this hadn't happened sooner. And we do expect more of these types of attacks to take place here in Western Ukraine. 
President Volodymyr Zelensky has said Russia is trying to create new pseudo-republics in Ukraine to break his country apart. He called on Ukraine's regions not to repeat the experience of the eastern regions of Donetsk and Luhansk, where pro-Russian separatists began fighting Ukrainian forces in 2014. He referred in particular to the occupied city of Kherson, whose regional council has voted in support of a resolution affirming that the city remains Ukrainian. The occupiers in the Kherson region are trying to repeat the sad experience of the formation of pseudo-republics. Local officials are being blackmailed, lawmakers are being pressured. They're looking for someone to bribe, to organize the so-called Kherson People's Republic. The Prime Minister of Moldova has said her country is concerned about the economic consequences of the Russian attack on Ukraine. Natalia Gavrilitsia said she's been witnessing a massive influx of refugees from Ukraine. We now have uh, over 270,000 people who have crossed the border from Ukraine to Moldova. We have more than 100,000 people who have chosen to stay, at least temporarily, and for a country like Moldova, which has a stable population of about 2.7 million, uh, these are actually quite high numbers. Uh, we certainly need outside help. Britain is launching a scheme under which people will be paid to take in Ukrainian refugees as the government faces criticism over delays in accepting those fleeing the fighting. A government minister urged people to offer a safe home to those in desperate need. The BBC's Ian Watson reports. Applications would be made online, with both sponsors and refugees subject to Home Office vetting. Further checks, including biometrics, would be conducted after arrival in the UK, with successful applicants able to remain in the country for three years. They'd be given the right to work, access to public services and would be eligible for most state benefits. Government sources say the scheme's success will depend on the generosity of the British people. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Health officials report more than 32,000 new COVID cases, a jump of about 5,000. And the health secretary says people isolating at home will receive basic medical supplies. The news from RTHK. In our newsroom, thanks to Todd Harding. He'll be back with more news at uh, midnight. Ten minutes after 11, hour two of the programme. Keep it locked in right here to Radio 3. Here's Oliver Cheatham.
Get Down Saturday Night. Oliver Cheatham. Taken from uh, his album Saturday Night, came out in uh, 1983. More now from our featured album. This is Kenny Lattimore. The album Here to Stay. Let you know 